Have you ever started watching a film and thought, something's wrong, it doesn't feel natural, I don't know what it is exactly, but it doesn't seem genuine, I can't relate to the story. What would make this happen? Well, stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2130, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG pros, will be doing a deep dive into the subject when they answer the commonly asked question, how important is lighting in CGI? On the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Welcome and thanks for joining us for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. In this episode, number 2130, we're going to be answering the question submitted by Kelly H. that we received on our Ask Us Anything page on our website at thecgbros.com. How important is lighting in CGI? Thanks so much for your question, Kelly. And by the end of this podcast, uh, not only will Kelly know uh, exactly what CGI lighting is, so will you. Um, you'll also learn some insights and techniques that you can use to enhance your own 3D scenes. Uh, and if you just wanted to know about how CGI lighting works, uh, that, that'll be a big plus as well. And, you know, we're going to discuss how it's used in CGI films and video games. And I'm Bill Johnston, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Sean Johnston. And together, we're the CG Bros. Uh, also, be sure to stick around to the end of the podcast today. We're, we're going to read a few comments by some of our new media producers uh, who told us why they chose the CG Bros as part of their video's internet uh, release strategy. Um, so to start off, um, why don't we go ahead and, and talk about exactly you know, what is 3D and CGI lighting, uh, Sean? Well, I mean, it's a really huge topic. Um, this could take, obviously, super a lot, of, a lot of time, a lot of hours to discuss, but uh, we'll try and uh, condense it down for you and and maybe uh, do another podcast, actually, and maybe part two of this one. Yeah, we won't dive too deeply in the weeds. Well, we'll try and try and keep it light. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's just computer-generated light. I mean, it's simplest term, right? It's a collection of hardware and software tools, and you have some techniques used to simulate in the computer-generated world, uh, 3D environment, or in real-time or rendered in a still image or animation. So you're generating all this in, in a program um, of software in the computer. And it's as simple as that. And uh, that's kind of the, of the basics of it. You have anything you could add to that? Well, you know, yeah, I do. Uh, you know, CGI and 3D lighting is, is a lot, you know, it's an art and it's a craft. And it's, a, it's, a, it's very similar to the art and craft of lighting in the real world. And, you know, basically the goals you're trying to achieve are the same. Um, you know, there's a couple quotes I've got. You know, lighting is to film what music is to opera. Uh, by C.G. De, uh, C.B. DeMille. Um, another one I really like, and I don't, this one I couldn't find attribution for, but it's just, it's just describes it really great. Is when people look at a beautiful countryside, we like to derive pleasure from it. We receive light sensations of different colors, different wavelengths reflected by the various objects all over the field of vision. This concert of light is similar to the one played by a hundred different instruments. In other words, a symphony of visual music. Uh, I thought that was a great way to to describe, you know, what is lighting in general. And that's, you know, uh, what you're trying to do in, in the land of CG is basically just, you know, simulate as best you can the physics of lighting in the real world. I agree. I mean, it's lighting is just not a technical aspect of CGI. And I agree with you as far as that it's an art form in itself. You know, it's not which is what's nice about it. It's not bound to the physics of, uh, you know, in reality, the same way traditional filmmaking is. And um, although you know, the basis of light derives, um, you know, predominantly from traditional filming. It, it offers complete stylistic freedom where you wouldn't be able to have that in real life, which is kind of a nice, almost not a God power, but it's kind of a really, really cool ability to be able to kind of imagine anything you want and kind of change and bend the rules if you want. 
um, for cinema, cinematography or animatic uh, films and TV shows. So I think that's the trick is, is to not bend the rules too far. Uh, You know, you, you can push, you can push it, uh, but then you start moving into the uncanny, you know, realms of, of the uncanny Valley and things like that. I think, and it really depends on, on, like you said, a lot of the style, the style that you're trying to light for. Sometimes there's, there's, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, typically you're trying to light something, you know, so that it looks real. Uh, right. And we, we, we had it, we talked about briefly about this episode, you know, 2128, how to make your renders looking more realistic. Uh, we touched on, on how important the lighting process was just to achieve that real world appearance uh, for your CG scenes. And I think, I think, uh, you know, in the end, you're trying to achieve your the director's vision for, for the the mood and the and the 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 you know the, the emotion that the piece is trying to uh, trying to emote and and uh, you know that that's to 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 your point about you know lighting in the world of CG you know it's a lot you're a lot more flexible I mean you can get the results a lot quicker but you know in the, by the same token they're not they're not real real world results uh, unfortunately and so it takes a, a fine balance of you know, what the computer's capable of doing and, and, and how, how closely you can simulate reality. I really agree. Yes, absolutely. Excuse me. The, uh, uh, one of the other online artists that I really agree with, um, his quoting was, uh, you know, lighting is extremely important, if not the most important part of an image. So the absence of that light is, is total darkness, obviously. Without mm-hmm. light, there's no composition, no perspective, no architecture, no anatomy, no life, no nothing. So life really defines every object we see or light. Uh, from what color they are uh, to the shape and what they're made of. So when you're creating your CG scene, like you said before, you know, look at, get your inspiration from real life and look around us uh, every day. And then you, you know, you stop to take a look um, it, you know, world around us plainly shows us how the light interacts with everything and affects everything it touches, you know, leaves and your skin and. Well, yes. Everything. And light, light is all the human eye actually sees, Sean. It's, it's, you know, people don't see objects. They see the light that's bouncing off those objects. Uh, and those take on different color temperatures and, and uh, that gives us the colors. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know. it's, it's interesting. You said that because it's, you know, even if you're looking at a sunrise and a sunset, you can still manage to perceive the difference in the lighting. Um, and you react differently emotionally to seeing, you know, your, your sunrise and your sunset. Uh, it, it, even that has that emotional um, attachment to you. Um, and you can, you can, you know, you can pick all those dif- different colors and how saturated they are, you know, at, at the sunset versus, um, you know, at the beginning of the day, which tends to be a lot brighter. Um, yes. Yeah. And, so- and directors have known for years, you know, that different lighting techniques that you're talking about uh, become, you know, they kind of developed and become, and are now associated with the different types of, you know, storylines and, you know, to provoke, like you said, audience emotional response. Like when you, when they see, you know, sun setting, you know, you, you, depending on how you use it, you know, it could be a happy time or, a, or a sad time, you know, somebody could have died and, and you know, they're, they're just, the sun is setting. And so it could be, I mean, it evokes certain emotional responses and, and, and it really helps in, in the director's uh, narrating of, uh, and the whole interpretation of, of how the, the the lighting mood should be. Yes, and it could be overcast, and you get a totally different feeling as far as that goes. Yeah, um, you know, it, it CGI lighting is very much like uh, you know lighting a live action set. Um, you know, you can use real world lights in the computer now, um, and the you know the difference obviously is that the lighting hours, like I said before, have the freedom to create and build on a scene and, and not be bound by the physics of light. So. Um, so what do you think, why do you think, I mean, cause I remember first getting into this, this, you know, this whole entire CGI in- industry um, and 
wanted to be in games, you know, cause that was the thing that, that got me uh, motivated to get into this, this industry. Um, you know, obviously I wanted to, the sexy part was trying to go into films at one point. So I, I wanted to do that as well. Uh, but video games was the the easiest way to get there at that point uh, when I was learning how to do uh, learning all about it, actually. So what do you think is the um, the reason why things seem to be getting more realistic um, in the computer? I mean, what, why do you think it's compared to what we saw when we first started compared to now? Um, I mean, for example, you look at the reboot series and how you, you had that constant uh, uniform illumination across all your characters including the environment. Um, you know, today it's, things are looking so hyper real. Um, and it, well, I'll answer the question for you. <laughs> it's, it's because the power of the computers, I mean, they're just getting more of the CPUs and GPUs. Everything is getting so, so much faster that uh, you, you were able to actually simulate more realistic lighting effects. Yeah. It's basically more, more cycles uh, through the CPU basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean you, no, bef before you couldn't, you couldn't, um, you could do only a few uh, ray trace bounces, you know, around like an old ray tracing methods and they're super expensive. It took a long time. And now um, with the, obviously with the, the, the hardware getting more and more uh, powerful, you can do actually path trace those multiple different rays at different angles, bouncing off different objects and coming back to the camera or light source, you can, uh, you know, like I said, more accurate to real life. Yes, and if you've seen the the, the latest Unreal uh, Five, um, you know, previews, you've seen how how incredible the lighting is and real the real time lighting is, and how how, how advanced the technology has become to allow that that type of that type of lighting and and the the, the accurate shadows that you see. The high, I mean, it's extremely high quality, and so. You know, we'll be discussing you know some some of that stuff in some uh, in an upcoming podcast. But you know the the the, the technology is real, as you said, is is really been the key in in being able to calculate some of the just uh, you know yes infinite infinite you know possibilities in lighting scenarios and and of course they have to stop at a certain point and, and you know when it gets you know, looking good enough quote mm -hmm. uh, and and but that 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 point just keeps moving uh, forward. Well, well, here's a really bad image of, of uh, the reboot series um, where you see uh, the, the one of the two of the main characters. There's also a little, little kid. I forgot his name. But uh, th this, you know, you can see everything in here um, is just everything is uniformly lit. Um, and so if I show you currently, um, actually, uh, just just to let you know, there's a there's an artist um, named um, I think it's Dan O'Brien. Um, and he has worked on a thing called Spies in Disguise, and he did a bunch of before and after, so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. So here's a scene that's that's not lit, and then he does a, an after. He did an amazing job on this, by the way. Um, you can see the the warmth in it and everything else. Just, I mean, um, it just gives you a, a totally different feeling when you have light, and you're and you're um, using it to tell a story, and you're. It's almost like you're painting. It's almost like a painting. Well, it looks like the sunset that provokes an emotional response, you know. Uh, Absolutely. And the second one here, um, one of the main characters there, you can also see that. And and then the, then now you have another lit scene where you see all of the, the lighting, how it affects. You can even see some, I think, maybe some possible, no, I don't know if you can see subsurface scattering in there or not, but that's where you can, light comes through your skin. If you hold your hand up to a light, you can kind of see the sun goes through your skin. That's kind of what they call where it scatters around inside the, the skin and makes it kind of translucent. Yeah. Um, I'll show you a couple more. Great example. Yeah. This one's a really, really cool one. Just using a, you know, hard model or 
I guess you'd say what hard surface modeling. This almost looks like a organic shape, doesn't it? So, and then this is a night scene. So, I mean, the lighting has such an effect on the scene. Um, I'll go through a couple more. This one's pretty, pretty stark. You know, they even doing depth of field in here and, and just, just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful rendered movie. Um, every, it looks realistic and even, even all the shadowing in his hair. And then obviously back behind the, the seat here where you've got the uh, ambient occlusion going on. And I think there's, Oh, this is a good one too. Side by side. Where you can actually see the, the oh, that's a pretty stark no contrast. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at even the color, the uh, texturing like we we're talking about before of, of uh, one of our other podcasts, right? There. Look at the helmet. Yeah. The reflections, everything. Yeah, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, think I got a couple more in here. I'll just kind of go through them. This is kind of a night one too. The, the nice one with this, just doing ambient light. Um, this is a different artist here. And then on top of that, you can see where they added light blocking here and then they actually colorized a little bit more in there. So yeah, light lot. blocking is kind of what I was talking about with textured lights and, and our, what makes uh, lighting so important. Absolutely. So I'll, yeah. I'll stop, uh, I'll stop sharing right now and, and um, we can go into so I've seen a lot of lighting styles that, 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 you know, there's, there's different, you were talking about invoking different moods and there's, there's, you know, different lighting styles that have been used traditionally, you know, bright, you know, high key lighting, which is basically, you know, comedies that use those. It's, it basically features, you know, brightly lit characters and a set that's really, really bright and washed, you know, with illumination, there's a low key lighting, uh, you know, by contrast is a, you know, provides really dark shadows and uh, half lit sets and faces and really, you know, supposed to, to, you know, elicit fear and 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 you know apprehension and and suspense. Um, and then there's uh, uh, available light, which is basically you know shooting with you know whatever light might be available. You know, uh, on a in a certain environment, kind of like uh, you know reality TV shows use or, or like documentaries. Uh, you know, kind of that that look. Yeah, there's. Uh, I agree. Um, the the other thing uh, was you you mentioned low light low lights. Uh, you know, low lit lights. Yeah, I mean, low, key lighting. Does, mm-hmm. low key. And you can see that when you look at um, like um, what's what's a good um, 300, for example. Oh, Sin City, too. Yeah, yeah. Sin City 300. Um, even when you're looking at the Joker um, and some of the shots that they have, or you look at Insidious or any of those characters in the in the darkness, those are those are you have the light down below looking up. Pr- pretty impressive stuff. Um, there's so many techniques you could, we could talk about, um, including color grading. I mean, for example, I know it's, it's not necessarily, well, it's lighting, um, and color lighting, really you're color, you're lighting your entire, um, you know, film or scene to get an, to get an emotional reaction. Um, yeah. You're enhancing the light values of the, of the image. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's, if people people don't know that, or I'll, I'll explain it. It's just overall lighting, uh, color of the scene or the entire film, which conveys a, a visual tone or stylized look. Um, you know, you many times they'll adjust the contrast, the color, the saturation, and, and like you said earlier, black levels and highlights of the scenes. Um, different from color correction, which you're using um, to fix, to make footage look more natural as possible. Um, and, you know, some of the main movies that you guys probably remember, um, the Matrix movies, where you have, uh, you know, your emphasis that computer green look when they're color graded the whole movie. Um, I, did you see Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Did you see yeah, that that's a that's a funny movie. Yeah, with the uh, Clooney. Yeah, that was interesting because they did a a, a vent. They wanted a vintage look, a dusty vintage look, and yep. um, 
they didn't do like a, just a sepia overlay, you know, to try to just, you know, click the sepia button. They, um, they actually had, um, um, orange and yellows and browns, and they were kind of adjusting those on, on a per scene or per, um, per basis of, of whatever that camera shot was, um, you know, obviously uniform across the entire film, but they could enhance certain parts of the, of the film without doing just one quick filter. Uh, another one would be uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Um, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a great uh, example. Yeah. And then um, did you see the latest Blade Runner 2049? That one also yeah, has yeah. unique color grading as well. You know, it's interesting. Our, our ability as humans to control light really you know, began with, with fire. You know, light, lighting creates an environment for storytelling, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, so you know, we could talk about, you know, why it's important for VFX. It, it basically, you know, it, it's you know, our, the, the first lighting uh, for storytelling was by firelight. And it's just, it's interesting that fire is associated with, you know, heat and protection and it's warm. And that, you know, the light is, 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 you know, inviting and glowing and it provides a place to gather to communicate and tell stories. Michael I mean, Bay would love you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, thank you. And, and you know, it, 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 it was really, you know, for ancient man and, and for even for us today as a, as a visual focus to share, you know, the, those dramatic and, you know, funny or scary uh, uh, tales that, you know. Yes, it's, it, yes, absolutely. It's interesting, too, also that, you know red the color red like you said with fire you know shows mm-hmm. that aggression or violence or anger in a scene you know that lighting there or orange where it's warm and humorous and maybe a little bit of energy but a sense of warning caution every one of these types of lights um, yellow green blue um, signifies some type of emotion that they're that the director is trying to get across um, it's 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 interesting psychologically how these colors um you know um, mess with you, you know, or get you, yeah, get you emotionally pissed off or, or happy or sad, or wow, you know, pink, innocent, femininity, beauty, you know, all those yes, things. And, and as far as VFX go, you know, that lighting breathes life into VFX, um, you know, in the same way. I mean, basically, you know, think about it without fireballs and, you know, gas explosions and, and, and blazing lasers and collapsing cities with, I mean, atomic breath, uh, you know, it, 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 it's the lighting that emulates, you know, both energy and warmth and power and, and, you know, th- those things can be very intimidating. I mean, it's, 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 you know, just kind of like the campfires in a way, but you know, it's, it's what brings the VFX to life, kind of like any other character in a film. When, it, when the lighting is done on, on a VFX, it really makes the VFX shine and, and the effects actually, you know, become characters themselves uh, in, the, in the movie. And that's, at least for VFX artists and, and, and you know, when they work together with light, uh, the lighting department, I mean, if you can achieve that, that's, that's success. Yes, and when you're creating those CGI images for yourself um, in your own scenes, there's so many different um, varieties of lights, like I mentioned earlier, that you could use. Um, they've got... Um, and, and they're pretty the same. They're, I mean, basically what we're doing in 3D World is is a lot is basically the same lights that we use in video games too. So, I mean, right. I mean, there's techniques involved, obviously there's, I keep saying obviously, but it's not obvious. Um, It's, you know, three point lighting um, where you have your key light, you get your rim light and you get your fill light. So if you pretty much want to want to do that for your scene, if it's not looking the way you want it. And those um, are spotlights, aren't they? Those, yeah, they're, well, there's, yeah, there's, um, those are spotlights. Um, You can also use um, omnidirectional as well. That will still work. Um, you can also uh, add fall off to your shadows within those lights. Um, but there's also, you know, two, two point lighting and one point lighting. 
Um, you know, I'm not going to go into all of those different, different, uh, uh, you know, techniques, but you know, there's a lot of different types of lights you can use, uh, as well. I mean, you mentioned the spot, there's also volumetric lights where you can use those to do, um, projected lights or fog or, um, you know, environmental kind of lighting, uh, yep, those are, those are awesome, you know, point lights, uh, volume, uh, area lights, mm-hmm. even environmental lights, which are really, really cool to use the environment, uh, around your CG scene. So like HGRI. Yes. High dynamic range images. And you put those in your background and and you can rotate it around and each side of that is actually, um, you know, emanating light from the actual, uh, um, image itself. Um, Yeah. Just in case, uh, you don't know, 360 degree HRI uses 360 degree images to, you know, create that, that, sphere of, of, of light, basically the, the sphere emits light onto the scene. Right. It'd be the same thing as if you're in a, you're in a set and somebody had a, a, a projector and there was a screen all the way around you and they're projecting onto that screen, uh, a really bright scene. And it would, it, you'd see all those, um, colors and whatever's being shot on that thing reflected on you, um, what you're sitting on, if you're in a car or whatever. Um, and it's very similar to what, you know, the led walls, um, that they use in the Mandalorian. I mean, that's why you don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, you're getting those same colors and that's why the characters blend so well into those scenes because that lighting is real, um, simulated, but real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we talked about how difficult it was to integrate CG, you know, characters and with live action video and that, that one of the main challenges was how, how do you address, you know, reflections in people's helmets and in their, you know, in their, in their vehicles. And I mean, it has to, the lighting has to, has to be you know from the right source and the right direction and the right right quality and the right temperature or you it just it just doesn't work and so there's a you know prior to some of the newer techniques that you you know that you're mentioning here mm-hmm. you know that's compositing was was how that and grading was how that got done and it's it's a manual it takes a lot of skill and a lot of time to 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 fix a lot of stuff that you know isn't shot properly or you know just you're, you're trying to integrate just for that matter i agree um you know uh and that's why you you go back and do the color correction, like we mentioned earlier. Um, there's a lot of that um, that they could do to fix it. I mean, I, I can't imagine shooting stuff back in the day where you didn't have the ability to to digitize everything and then fix it. Um, gosh, it'd be terrible. Um, there's also, I mean, different types of lights um, called IES lights, and those particular lights um, are are based on, um, uh, gosh, uh, based on real real world lights. And each one of them has, you know, the, the bulbs or the light that coming out of the actual bulbs will have different patterns. Um, and for example, um, let me just share this with you. If you haven't seen this, um, this is kind of an example of well, my voice is really jacked today. I don't know what's going on. So you have the different light, light one, two, three, and four. You can see how, I mean, it's kind of a grainy image, but you can see how the different light has almost different patterns in the, the light itself. Those are IES lights. Um, I forgot what IES stands for, but it has engineering. I think it's something engineering. I'll get it while you're while you're uh, t- discussing something else. But <laughs> well, so so what do lighting? I guess if you you know you want to do lighting yourself, uh, you know if you thought about you know what does it take to to do that? You know I I, I watch you know I, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, I. W- Early on in my career, you know, I, I and I still today talk to a lot of lighters who in, in the business. But uh, you know, 
not too long ago, I, I, one of my friends came up and he says, oh, I got this great new job. I said, oh, yeah, how's it, how's it going? I haven't talked to you in a while. What, what's, what's going on? He goes, yeah, I got this new job. I'm, I'm a lighter uh, at this major studio. I'm not going to say who it was. I said, oh, man, that's great. Fantastic. Uh, how, how's, uh, so what are you doing? He goes, oh, oh, I said, uh, I said, are you, are you, you know, are you working on the, this, the scene? Are you, are you working on this, uh, uh, you know, this turn on the lights? <laughs> yeah, no, he goes, he goes, no, 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 nothing like that. I, I'm working on this, on the Godzilla character. I said, oh, that's awesome. But so you're, what are you, you lighting his skin? Are you, you, you're lighting the, you know, the environment. That he's, he goes, no, 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 no. I said, well, what, what are you doing? He goes, well, I, I, I'm lighting his face. I said, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, you know, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm, I'm not really lighting his face. I'm, I'm, I'm lighting his eye, man. I'm lighting his eye. I said, you're lighting his eye. He goes, yeah, man, I've been working on this for four months. I said, oh my gosh, really? And so, I mean, I, you know, I, I work with lighters and I, I didn't realize that, you know, in some, some, you know, lighting was quite as important as so when he told me wow. he been working four months lighting Godzilla's eye. And I guess, you know, that's what I was talking about. It takes, it takes a lot of time and, and effort on the, on a, you know, behalf of CG artists to really recreate, you know, things in a realistic way. It's not as easy as people think. And so, you know, that may seem like, you know, a lot to some people and it even kind of seems like a lot to me, but, you know, sometimes it, it takes a lot of focus uh, and a lot of people's skill and energy to bring things that look, you know, that we just take for granted that we see every day. Oh yeah. The, the eye looks real. Oh, you know, but no, it took someone, someone's effort to do that. Well, let's hope he moved on to other parts of, of the, of other characters' bodies. Absolutely. Right. The entire <laughs> scenes. So the IES is a illuminating engineering society. And that's what that was. Um, forgot to tell you. It's a, it's a, a profile that, that affects the intensity of the light. Um, and you can get that in 3d studio max, um, has those lights in their scenes or in their, their software that you can use. Um, cool. Well, what about, uh, what about video games? Um, what do you think about some of the CGI lighting techniques and, in, in, or what, how do they, how is it used in, in video games? Um, mostly by mostly mostly the color the color of the lights are really key to telling the story in a video game i think um as well as you know how, how cinematically you use them um you know a lot of video games are lit in that noir style you know that highly shadowed dark you know technique that we talked about earlier um well a lot of it is is because they have to because of the the cpu and gpu uh limitations you can't put like dynamic lights like you would see in real life because each one of those have to be calculated in real time. So what they end up doing is they bake all of the shadows and lights into the actual environment. So it's, it's much faster to render at runtime. Um, yeah. So you only have to really render the character's shadow or something like that. Yes. However, NVIDIA just, I think the 19 or 2019 or 2020 just came out with um, uh, the a demo where they're showing in real time, rendering millions of dynamic lights. And this is, this is crazy. Um, it, this is, this is magic. Let me show you this video. It's, yeah. Yeah. We've got to check that out. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. So let me go ahead and share it here for you. Um, and then we'll describe it for the people who can't see this. Um, here we go. Tell me. All right. Here we go. I'll turn down the volume too. So this okay, so, yeah, go ahead. is millions of lights in this entire scene um, in the trees way back there uh, on the street corners, the light coming from the sky, coming from all the buildings that are playing all the cars. The yeah, headlights it looks the like downtown Tokyo or, you know, you know, 
some some large city, maybe New York. Um, Look at how it's reflecting off the pavement and the and the sidewalk. Yes, I, I mean it, it's amazing how all these lights are in real time, and it's not a slideshow. Um, this it's like thirty frames, sixty frames a second. It's smooth. It's really beautiful. Wow. You know, just imagine how rendering is going to uh, uh, affect. You know, this real-time rendering is going to be affecting the, the you know, the com uh, compositing industry. You know, I mean, if you can do everything in engine, you know, get it all, you know, basically, I guess, uh, composed, you know, in real time, then then that, that's that's quite a time saver, labor saver. Right, in the immersions that you can have in your video games. Just think of that, um, or using this as your of generating your own movies. I mean, well, and that's, and that's the key to being, I mean, look at the, the realism here. That's, that's super, super impressive. Yeah, NVIDIA's ability to, to, to calculate physics is, is just getting better and better. Yeah. That's, that's with it off. And this is what, with it on. Oh my gosh. That's, that's going to revolutionize so many games. Wow. Well, I'll stop sharing that. Okay. Well, um, you know, uh, do you want to go ahead and, and keep going on this? We, we've got to wrap this thing up, uh, unfortunately. Um, oh, know. yeah, we were going to get to some comments. Uh, so just, a, just some final words before we jump out over the comments. I just want to, you know, lighting is a, is a really uh, empowering uh, thing to do for, for an occupation, you know, being a lighting artist. It's, it's, it's just it's being able, you know, it's, it's, it's just being able to recreate, recreate reality. It's like, and Sean, like, like Sean said, it's a very empowering feeling to be able to, you know, be a lighter on a, on a huge Hollywood project. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, just tip, tips to people wanting to be better lighters, you know, use reference photos. We, we talked about that before, you know, make sure you're using real world uh, examples to, to base your rendering models on, uh, you know, and to try to just recreate those details that you, that you're observing in the, in the real world. Right. Understand um, those, have a good understanding of those lighting principles. We did, we touched, we didn't touch on so many things, um, you know, the, the, God, there's so many things about luminance and all the different types of lights that you can add to a scene, um, uh, light placements and the exposure of lights. Um, gosh, that theory. Yeah. yeah, there's so much. Um, you know, I did mention subsurface scattering, but. But as we said, we weren't going to jump into the weeds. So. No, 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 no. That's right. But just so you know, art, those lighting artists can make a pretty decent uh, living. Um, just an average salary uh, was right around 81K a year. And it tops out at about 146k a year, so it's pretty pretty nice uh, occupation. That's pretty cool. That's that's a pretty decent uh, wage, I'd say. Yeah, for, especially if we're doing something you like. Absolutely, for sure. So you want to uh, jump into you, some comments? Yeah. Um, so these are a few comments by some of our new media producers. Those are people who uh, have told us, uh, you know, put some videos on the CG Bros YouTube channel, and they're telling us why they chose the CG Bros as part of their videos internet release strategy. So. Uh, the first one we've got here is from, um, I just want to make sure I, uh, Jai, Jai Tang. He says, uh, Jai says, I, I found the CG bros have lots of viewers and attentions on YouTube. So I think it's a wonderful platform for me to show my work, uh, to more audiences. Absolutely. Uh, thus my friend Yixing Yang uploaded her video here as well and recommended me to do so. Well, thanks, uh, Yixin for, for doing that uh, for Jai. Uh, we appreciate that. Um. Sean, you want to take the next one? Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, by Eric Kim, and he was he was he says I was inspired a lot from the CG Bros. The CG Bros is one of the largest VFX streaming companies. I would like to get featured by the largest VFX streaming company to showcase my skills. Well, Eric, uh, thanks for that comment. 
Um, I, I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for choosing the CG pros. Absolutely. Uh, the next one's from Harry Chen. Uh, I'm personally a huge fan of the CG bros and have been for years. You guys always put out good works under the, uh, put good works under the highlight. All these works inspired me a lot while I was working on my projects. Meanwhile, the followers you guys have are from all over the globe, and I'd like to see my film and how my film will be perceived by people who have diverse backgrounds. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, why a lot of people, you know, like the, you know, the services we offer by putting their films out there is, is they get a lot of feedback uh, from people who are all over the world from diverse backgrounds and from, from diverse interests and, and even people with very specific interests, but they, they, they get the feedback that they really need to make sure that, or to let them know, you know, you know, are they, uh, you know, did they do good work? You know, yeah. I, I think that's what everybody needs. Absolutely. It's, it's a great feeling. Uh, all the sweat. You why they love it. Yeah. yeah. You get uh, feedback from people and good and bad, you know, cause a lot of times there are some good criticisms that do come out on certain things. Um, obviously not the trolling, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's speaking of, of criticisms. <laughs> Okay, go. Not again after seeing how convoluted the process is. What is that about? So Byron Byron Tofa says, uh, uh, you know, how, why did you choose that? You know, we ha- we asked him why he chose the CG Bros. He goes, not again after seeing how convoluted the process is. Well, I'm I imagine he's talking about the you know the the, the licensing process. So, you know, we we do require a, a, a licensing, uh, you know, go through a licensing. It's not that hard, difficult. It's actually quite quite easy. But you know, we're serious about copyright, and and we want to make sure that you know we. That you not only do do we have the right copyright, but the, the people who provide us the videos have the right copyright as right. well. We, so. we follow the rules and, and abide by YouTube's guidelines. And don't be a pirate. That's right. Our so any last words? Well, you know, I, I just want to thank thank everyone uh, for being with us for our discussion today, and and thank you you specifically uh, again, Kelly, for asking uh, what exactly is three uh, D and CGI lighting. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, and that you learned some things about three D CGI lighting that you didn't know. Uh, we discussed 3D CGI lighting, uh, what it is, and and you know, some of the main methods and techniques that are involved with creating it, uh, both for Hollywood and for gaming. Uh, and lastly, we gave you some of our insights about uh, some ways to maybe enhance your own scenes through through uh, you know better lighting techniques. Uh, if you enjoyed our podcast or found it valuable, uh, do us a favor and share it with some of your friends. Um, you can join us for a brand new episode of the CG Insider podcast right here every week as uh, Sean and I talk about different subjects uh, related to the business and the art and the craft of 3D CGI animation and digital VFX. So um, we also talk about other interesting subjects as well uh, that uh, often you guys bring to our attention. So, uh, you know, keep that coming. Yes. And if you got any questions or a subject you'd like to discuss on one of our future podcasts, simply leave it in the comment section below. If you're watching us on YouTube or head over to our website at thecgbrows.com up to the about us and click on the ask us anything menu like kelly did we really look forward to seeing you here uh, for next week's podcast episode 2131 where we'll be answering another awesome question should i use maya or motion builder for animating my characters we're really looking forward to seeing you here back here next week so don't miss it yeah that'll be a good one see you next time bye bye that's it for today we hope you've enjoyed the cg pros answer to the question how important is lighting in CGI. Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening on Spotify, you can now share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. You can contact us on our website at thecgpros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series and be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, should I use Maya or Motion Builder for animating characters? This has been episode 2130 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.